Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I am your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Justin, Virgin Bat, Evangelista. Hmm. Tiger Woods is back. Huh? Oh. Topical. And Dave <laughs> Burles, Berlin. Just like Tiger, he had a little, you know, go away, a little hiatus from the sport. <laughs> so did I. And now I'm back. His was, his was 14 years or whatever. Yeah. Yours was, mine, mine was a two week. Weeks. Yeah, two. <laughs> there you go. It's same deal. Same. Well, just like those intros, Dave, you're, you're aware that I'm a super cool guy, right? Word. The coolest. Yes. The coolest. <laughs> yes. Well, let me cement for you and the listeners what I did this past weekend that will no doubt easily cement me being super cool i watched a documentary on millard fillmore that's right millard fillmore justin do you know who millard fillmore is is that a president he is a president correct nice any idea which one uh, uh he's got oh shoot that's a good one i'm gonna go with uh 22nd 17 was Andrew Johnson. That's a fact. 22nd was you. That's in a weird range right there. Uh, what? I, Is it right or what? No, it's not. It's 13. <laughs> um, but I was trying to think of who 22nd was. I couldn't off the top of my head. Dude, I'll get back to you. Man. You're the historian. Wait, so you said Andrew Johnson right off the top of your head at number 17? Yeah, 16 is Andrew uh, is Abraham Lincoln. Uh, his vice president, Andrew Johnson, was uh, number 17. Uh, True. Eight, Impressive. 18 was Rutherford B. Hayes. Uh, 19 was uh, James Garfield. Uh, 20 was uh, Chester A. Arthur. 21. See, this is where... Uh, McKinley, I Get think, is guy. 22. Nope. 22 is, I think, McKinley. I may be wrong. Nope. Anyways. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Everybody that was listening completely stopped. 100%. Yes! They all no, I think stopped. they were amazed that you just were just... You know, freestyling. They were, they were like, yeah, he, yeah. he googled that that bag. There's for sure he googled. It. Anyways, Millard Fillmore, I watched a documentary on, and I gotta say, I feel bad for Millard. Cause let's start, Dave, with the fact that his name is Millard. Girl, come on. Yeah, it sounds like it could have been a woman. Like I thought you said Miller <laughs> at first, and I was like. All right, Miller is a strong, manly name. You said Millard, and I'm like, Millard? I mean... You add I, the D to it, dude. I yeah. can guarantee <laughs> you add the D, and that makes anything better, Justin. Say what? Um, I love it. Have you ever been to a party, and a friend came up to you and said, Bro, you gotta meet my friend Millard. Huh? This dude is the coolest. What? No. No, you've nope. never Honestly, done that. I would think he's like an interesting character, though, just because of the name itself. Well, let me ask you this, Justin. Have you ever been at a restaurant and overheard a group of girls say, Oh, my God, did you see Millard? 
He was so hot today. Yes! So hot. Yes! Never. No, no, never. Never. On Nameberry.com. What? Millard is is ranked as the 4,358th most popular name in this country. Jeez. It's up Damn. there. That means that one in every 286,343 baby boys that are born in America are named Millard. Wow. Holy crap. Which, which Is there th- even any more Millards left well, in the world? Which that shockingly means that there's roughly 530 Millards running around America right now. This is just based off your calculations. Yeah. Right? That's a fact. Yeah. And to those 530 Millards, I apologize. Your life. Yep. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> so back to Millard Fillmore. He was the president of the United States. And nobody remembers this dude. You want to know how unmemorable this guy was? In 2016, researchers asked 326 people about different famous politicians and whether or not they were president. More people thought that Alexander Hamilton was a president than Millard Fillmore. Girl, come on! No, he wasn't. Uh, Poor guy. Yeah! Apparently, these folks weren't paying too close attention to the Hamilton musical. Nope. They were like, yeah, I remember somewhere they said he was president. I got that. Nope. I, I got that. I wrote it down. Millard Fillmore was vice president before becoming president, right? He became Ooh. president because he was vice president for Zachary Taylor. Uh, and no one, when he was vice president, informed him of anything. Jeez. He was never invited to a cabinet meeting. That's how unimportant he was. They were like, hey, really? we're, we're having a cabinet meeting. Should we tell Millard? No. Mm. Just doesn't sound like legal. <laughs> Don't tell Millard. Oh. Was he not that important or something? Yeah, well, because he became he became president because the president died, right? The the story goes that Zachary Taylor ate some bad milk and cherries. Wait, what? Which what a weird combination. Right? right, sort of dessert. Sort of deserves to die if you're eating milk, milk and cherries, you weirdo. But anyways, I do he, enjoy. Don't do cherries. it. He died, right? And they started calling Millard Fillmore the accidental president. What? The dude, accident- that's like the worst. Yeah, that's like the parents that let their kid know the only reason they're in the world is because of broken condom. Oh, the accidental child. (laughs) Millard is in this in this president role because he is Zachary Taylor's broken. That's it. That's it. That's it. Even on the White House's official website bio of Millard Fillmore, they call him an uninspiring president. Word. Dang. That's the White House's website, and they're like, eh. We regret We regret oh, having him here. You know, Dave, as I learned about Millard, I started feeling a strong connection between Millard and the Doc G show. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Nobody listened what? to Millard. Nobody oh. wanted Miller around. But guess what, Dave? It, it, it was a waste of their time. But guess what, Dave? Millard's still there. Yes! He's number 13. Yes! Proud. True. Proud, so proud. Let me tell you, you can't spell Millard Fillmore without Dilf. It's true. Look at it. Look. What's at that it. stand for? 
You know what it stands for, Justin. Justin, are you ready to fire up the show that is the Millard Fillmore of radio shows? I'm ready to bust through that presidential condom just like Millard Fillmore did. Fire it up. Let's fire it up. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Guys, I am so excited about today's show. As I've said many a times before, at nauseum, we have got the common kings on the show. Oh, yeah. We have got Big Rome. We have got Uncle Lou. We have got Mata. They're all coming on. We've got awesome tunes from their newest EP, One Day. It's going to be awesome. That's right. But first, we start where we start. Birthday suit. Let's do it. Happy birthday, Mr. Okay, uh, born on April 17th, 1972 in Houston. Our birthday suit wearer's family moved when she was at the age of three to Charleston, West Virginia. Our birthday suit wearer was a very well-mannered child. Playing the saxophone. Word. I added okay. in a syllable. In the marching band. <laughs> and was a water girl for the football team. But she loved drama and theater. She oh. qu- said she, quote, would be any production there was. She went to the University of Granville in Ohio and earned a degree in fine arts. She started acting right after school. While starring in several small films and plays, she met Stephen Colbert. That's right. And babysat his mm. children. Yeah. Yeah. Her first feature film was Washington Square. She played in several more films, including Significant Others and Dude, Where's My Car? Mm. But perhaps her most famous role was in the movie 13, Going on 30. She's played in multiple movies after that. The Kingdom, Ghost of Girlfriends Pass, Valentine's Day, Arthur, uh, The Dallas Buyers Club, Mother's Day, Wakefield, Love, Simon, and Peppermint. Hmm. Our birthday... Oh, my, I know who this is, dude. Yeah, I haven't seen any of I'm trying to. I'm trying to <laughs> think of the name. She was, she, was, she, she was married to Ben Affleck. Boom! Right? I was getting ready to say our birthday suit wear married dude, Ben Affleck. Dude, what is her name, dude? Oh, my G- God. Give, She's actually very more. pretty. She's very... No, not, not, not Demi Moore. She, no, you're said, getting somewhere. Me, I said dude, she's very more. She's, oh, give me more? <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's Capital <laughs> One commercials. Yeah, Capital One commercials. Um, dude, um, it's not Kate Beckinsale. It's Jennifer Garner. Bah, there you go, Jennifer yes, Garner. Dude. Yes, dude. Nice. She was, uh, yeah, Daredevil. She is. She is, I will say, Justin, very pretty. Very pretty. I think yes. so. Yeah, very, 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 very nice looking. You know, it's not like a crazy exotic look, but very nice. Very nice. No, it's very it's it's a very normal but like <laughs> above normal look. You know what You're I mean? You're normal pretty. You're it's normal, normal pretty. pretty. It's not like oh my god, let me have to I have to cake my face up to look pretty. I agree. I, mean? I agree. I Jennifer agree. Garner. Yeah. I wanna garner I, you. I gotta wonder what Jennifer thought about Ben's giant phoenix tattoo. Mm. Oh, I thought you were about to say something else. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. You know, that's what you're thinking. (laughs) He got a huge tattoo. 
And then he tried, like, he got it in 2015, and people were like, what is that? And he was like, don't worry, it's for a movie. And it totally wasn't for a movie. And it totally wasn't fake. And he just like, and then like four years later, he's on the beach, and they're like, hey, that fake tattoo that you got for a movie, it's still there. It's still there. Like, I got to wonder, like, did he tell her? Hmm. Or did he just show up one night, and she was like, what the on your back? And he's like, it's cool. It's me. Being reborn as an actor, yes! I'm a phoenix. Yes! Like so weird. Or maybe, maybe he tried to get a degree from the University of Phoenix and didn't graduate, and now it's a sore spot for him. Oh! Just oh. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean birthday, Jennifer. Theories. Yeah, I didn't mean to ruin your birthday wishes, Jennifer, with your ex-husband. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You party on your 47th birthday. Yes, indeed. 47. I love you. So true. And Justin loves you. And she's available, Justin. So, you know, don't tell your girlfriend, but she's available. Um, Wait on me. Are you guys ready for ripping the headlines? Come on, man. Let's rip it. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Okay, Dave. Sad news, man. No, don't give me sad news. I got to start off with sad news, but it's going to it's gonna turn around. Yes! Uh, a man was killed the other day in Gainesville. Yeah. Uh-oh. By, oh, I saw this, dude. By a cassowary. Dude, those are like actually dangerous, dangerous Cassowary. birds. Mm. Yeah, d- d- Dave, have you have you heard of a cassowary, Dave? I don't think so. It's a bird from Australia. That's a fact. Dude, it's a huge bird. So it's, true. It's relative to the ostrich. Yeah. A- appara- oh crap. Apparently, a man was killed on his private farm where he owned the cassowary. Now, moving on from the sad part about the man being killed, I read from several sources, just like Justin here. The cassowaries are the world's most dangerous bird. That's right. Dude, yeah. it's very, very crazy. They, they have claws on their feet that can be over four inches long, or at least that's what they oh. tell the ladies. Mm-hmm. Wink! Wow. <laughs> um, Wait, what? These birds can run over 30 miles per hour. Girl, come on! And in the Damn. wild, these birds are known to defend territories up to seven kilometers wide. Seven kilometers, they they, they prowl. Jeez. Justin, Dave, I propose that we use these birds for good and not for harm. Add them to the army. Yes. I'm going to be honest. I don't think a guard llama can handle a cassowary. That's right. No, man, no. I've seen yep. a cassowary at a park swallow an apple whole. What? Yeah. I think the farms of Kentucky. I think the farms of Kentucky should think about cassowary, guard cassowaries. Whatever kind of mythical demon beast is attacking, they'll think twice when they see one of those freaky birds. That's right. Don't mess with it. Don't mess with it, Justin. Yo. How many years have you been riding a Harley Davidson? Hmm. None, dude. I don't own one. Have you ever ridden on a motorcycle? Hmm. Uh, in the Philippines, yes. But nice. Not, it wasn't a Harley. It was like a, like a Suzuki or something. Was it scary? Oh, no, no, no. My cousins, uh, they, they were driving safe. Oh, okay. Good, good. Well, uh, Gloria Stuck, she's been beating you on that Harley-Davidson. Uh, she's, okay. been, she's been riding her Harley for 77 years. Wow. Wow. 
soon to be 78. She is turning 94 in July. And she, killing it. She still es- on a Harley. Still on a Harley. Still got the hog between her legs, you know? <laughs> she she <laughs> estimates that she's ridden her motorcycle over 650,000 miles. Yeah. Say what? Yeah. Damn. Hats off to that Harley grandma. Good job, Gloria. You keep riding. Yeah. She, she, like, takes the grandkids on. She's, on the she, great grandkids on rides. She, she adds the little seat to the to the uh, right right of it. Yeah, yeah, she's got she's got the passenger coupe. I like it. I like it. Dave, um, yeah, American Airlines. They had an unruly passenger last week. Hmm. Yeah, that's that seems to be a common occurrence with them. Yeah, well, usually it's just them getting unruly with the passengers, not the other <laughs> way around. Um, but this was on a Minneapolis flight to Phoenix, and apparently there was a 25-year-old man. He got on the plane. And uh, he just started cursing at fellow passengers and then oh, spraying nice. them with an unknown liquid. Wait, what? That oh, he God. Had, That's that he, scary. That he had in a Flammable. spray bottle. Um, so the flight, ten, uh, the flight attendants, they tried to uh, subdue this man, tried to settle him down, mm-hmm. but he kept acting yeah. like a j- So mid-flight, they alerted the Phoenix airport to have the police waiting at the gate. Then they told the man that he was going to be arrested when they landed in Phoenix. Well, our bro decided he wasn't going out like that. Our bro. <laughs> Don't associate me with him. So so as the plane was pulling up to uh, the gate, my bro, Thank you. He, hit, he hit the emergency exit and jumped out of the plane. <laughs> what? Wow. And when he jumped out of the plane, he immediately fell to the ground and airport workers took him over and then took him to the police, who transported him to the local uh, hospital where he was Dude. treated for minor uh, injuries, which he sustained jumping out of jumping the plane. Out. What like, an idiot. Like many of our uh, our uh, Doc G Show stories, I feel like drugs were involved. So true. Mainly. Mainly. Possibility. I mean, whatever that spray was. I mean, who in their right mm. mind would think they could escape an airport without being caught? Mm. I mean, there's more security and gates at an airport than the DMZ zone of South Korea. Like, there's not Ooh, like you're not getting through, and there's more TSA officers than there are people boarding flights. I mean, have you ever seen how many people are just hanging out there? It's not like you're going to go running through there like, oh, thank God they didn't see me. Nope. Uh, exactly. And then this dude jumped out of the plane like it was like a Rambo movie. Uh, meanwhile, he, he crumbled like a skeleton on Mario 3, and the workers were just like, <laughs> all right, push him over to the side. There we go. So true. But I will say, this was a note that I saw after, at the end of the, the uh, article. Hats off to the other passengers on this flight, because the cops ask all the other passengers whether they wanted to press charges, and none of them said they desired. Nicely done, guys. Way to take the high road. I I didn't know what's in that liquid, dude. I know, but they took the high road. Nicely done. Nicely. I would have taken the low road because I'm low like that. You you are a tad low, and you are a tad low. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Justin, have you ever been to uh, Melbourne, Florida? Hmm. 
No, I passed through it, though. Have you ever been to the little strip in front of Melbourne known as Indie Atlantic? Hmm. Indie Indy Atlantic? Atlantic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Indie Atlantic? No, I haven't. What's there? Well, uh, uh, that's the, the focal point of our next story. Um, apparently, a man was arrested for disorderly conduct there. Now, first things first, I want to tell you where this disorderly conduct happened specifically. It occurred in front of Sassy Granny's Smoothies. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds good. I would can, love to get a smoothie from there. Can we all just, th- all three of us agree right now, just from that name, I think Sassy Granny's fits perfectly with the Doc G Show. Am I right? Yes. Am yeah, I yeah, right? That sounds we like a win a in my book. I'm gonna old s- women on yeah. the show talk about old people a lot. I'm going to say it now. We need to take a growing trip, all three of us, a little team bonding down to Sassy Granny's later this, this summer. Say what? We need to go. I'm saying it right Let's now. We're taking a pick in front of Sassy Granny. And if we can get Sassy Granny in the pick, we're doing it. Oh, yeah. We're going to get a smoothie now. No. <laughs> Nonetheless, I digress, Justin. Uh, now that we've submitted that Sassy Granny's is the only place we get smoothies from, yes! uh, Thomas Devaney, Thomas Devaney Lane, he's a 60-year-old man, and uh, oh, he, yeah? he was yelling obscenities at folks and making threats, apparently. Uh, the police uh, were called in. Hmm. When the police asked for his name, they found out what he goes by, and he doesn't go by Thomas. Nope. He goes by the Saint. Word. That's right. Oh, interesting. He's got a vigilante name, and his vigilante name is the Saint. Well, apparently, okay. he threatened. He threatened people by telling them that his turtle army would destroy the town. Wait, oh, what? There, watch oh out! Oh my gosh. <laughs> Obviously, the saint should have gone for a more menacing army, perhaps an army of cassowaries. I feel like right. the saint would still be free and on the streets if that were the case. If he would have threatened with cassowaries, we all know they would have let him go. Uh, Dave, Easter is coming up. So true. This yep, weekend. Sunday. Yeah, this yep. This weekend. We've talked about Easter before on the show. That's a fact. Um, mm-hmm. Last year, we learned about Osterhof, the weird German buddy that laid uh, colorful eggs. That's where... Yeah, that's right. The, the creepy one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, in mm-hmm. a New Jersey dentist office has decided to add some weirdness to Easter. Hmm. Um, oh, what are they going to do? So, a dentist office in Clifton, New Jersey has five mannequins dressed in lingerie and uh, fishnet stockings and colorful wigs that are all holding baskets with Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. Um, what? Yeah. Yeah. This has caused quite a stir in the neighborhood. Uh, one mm-hmm. one uh, resident, Desiree, uh, she's already... She tried to cut it down. Like, cut, cut all the stuff down. When a journalist asked her what she was doing, she said... I've got a son, you know. Word. He's 16 years old. He's a good boy. Mm. He doesn't need to see this every time I take him back uh, home from school. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's seen. I was about to say, Desiree, your son's seen a lot worse. I can go ahead and tell your you. Your son is 16, 
has access to Wi-Fi. You it's, know wait, what? it's gotten oh, dirty. Gosh. It's gotten dirty. <laughs> Uh, but Wayne Ganji, he's the owner of the dentist's office, and he said uh, it was a spoof. When he, he was a kid, he liked the Playboy bunnies, so he thought it'd be a fun spoof. It'd be fun. Um, some of some of the re, uh, some of the residents have said that the display was an affront to the religious significance of Easter. Hmm. And I've I, I've I've got to <laughs> say. Where were where were these folks when it was just the giant bunny? Like they were fine when it was a giant comical bunny <laughs> out eggs. But that was that was a fine representation of Jesus coming back from the dead. But wait, lady in lingerie? No. Not in my town, a-hole. Unacceptable. You get that out of here. Like <laughs> where was the line? Cuz I got to be honest. Giant bunny Pretty weird too. Not really, not really along your religious lines. Anyways, Justin. Yo, yo. Have you ever been to Jackson, Mississippi? Hmm. No, sir. Um. Neither have I. I hear some nice <laughs> things. Uh. Sometimes. Uh. The police, they seem to have a bit of a problem in Jackson. Yes! Uh, it seems someone keeps stealing their wheels off of their police cars. Dang. Tighten up wow. the bolts. And they actually can't find out who. Jeez. This has happened <laughs> multiple times. That's so, impressive. That's so the two times, one time it happened uh, behind the police training center. They came out, one of the cars, on blocks. Wheels gone. Hmm. Uh, then another time, they had multiple cars parked in downtown Jackson behind the police museum. Police came out, cars on blocks. Hmm. So they haven't found out, which is odd to start with. But I've got to jump back in and ask, what's going on at the Mississippi Police Museum? Yeah! I've, <laughs> I've got to guess there's some really awkward moments at that museum between like 1954 and 1968. That's a fact. Even even more awkward if you just came from the Civil Rights Museum that's literally across the street. That's oh, gotta be awkward. Oh man! When you when you're like, hey, what happened with you guys for like 14 years? Hmm. Probably a little bit more where you didn't act right at all. Yeah. Racism. Gotta, gotta say, <laughs> he's talking about racism. So I am. I am. Uh, okay, moving on from that subject. It got a little tense. Uh, you brought it. There. I did. I did, Dave. There's a yeah. there's a big cleanup going on in Connecticut right now. Um, hmm. There was what a are they cleaning a baseball field. Word, a baseball hmm. field because apparently the baseball field was set on fire. Wait, what? By a rival what? high school? No, no. Oh. It's much dumber than that. Yes! So some kids they had a baseball game scheduled at Governor's Park. Right? Mm -hmm. And the parents of these kids were really concerned that the kids weren't going to be able to play because it had been raining for like a week. Oh, goodness. So apparently, one of the parents said, hey, I've got an idea. Let's set the baseball infield on fire. Word. It'll, it'll dry it up. Yeah. Yeah. 
And somebody else yeah. said, wait, I don't see how that'd work. And the person said, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just watch. Just we'll watch we'll just <laughs> dump a bunch of gasoline on it and then light it up. Word. And a group, not just one adult, but a whole group of like 20 full-grown humans hmm. agreed that they would take turns pouring gasoline on a baseball field and then light it on fire. Word. What is wrong with people? SMH. Because, I mean, really, isn't that the only sane way to get their kids on the field faster? Right? Yep. Right? Not surprisingly, this was a bad idea. So true. The police of the area are trying to decide whether or not to press charges on all the parents that dump gasoline Do on the field. Stupid. When the Connecticut Department of Energy and Environmental Protection was contacted, they said they advise against ever using this method to dry a ball field because it contaminates the soil and would be hazardous to human health. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised they even had to contact the Department of Energy and Environmental Protection. I'm surprised there wasn't just an old guy sitting on a bench in that park like, you guys are idiots. And they were like, hey, <laughs> this old guy just called us idiots. Is he right? And then another old guy walked up and was like, yeah, yes! yeah, you are. Yes! But surprisingly, <laughs> no, no one ever did. And now they're cleaning up the field. All right, guys. It's time. Would you rather? Ooh. Justin. Come on. Would you rather sit beside the guy spraying an unknown substance on you the entire flight or run across that drying baseball field 15 minutes after it had started drying? Hmm. I'm giving you a 15-minute window, so you know it's got a pretty good burn by then. Okay. I will, uh... I don't want to get burned, and the the liquid didn't seem like it hurt anybody, so I guess I'll stick with the liquid. And nice. The choice. God. Getting sprayed all over. I like it. I, I hate like it, though. <laughs> Dave. Yeah, what's mine? Would you rather drive across the country on your own Harley... With Gloria by your side on her Harley, or mm -hmm. get free smoothies from Sassy Granny Smoothies for a month. Hmm. Dude, I, I'm kind of afraid of motorcycles, so I'll just get the free smoothies for life. Nice! Sassy's Granny's coming in for the win. Nice. For the win. I love it. Guys, we're going to take a break. We're going to hear two songs from our guests, Common Kings. This is Champion. Cause you are the champion. And I know, and I know, and I know. You're one in a million. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say that I work too much. Say that I'm gone too much. But too much is never enough. When it's all for you, they wonder how we survive. Wonder how we are right Never no sacrifice Cause it's all for you Yeah, yeah Again, 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 again The only one there when I'm bombing Making me up when I'm all out Making me up when I'm all out You always holding it down You 
always holding it down I wouldn't trade you, not for the world Ain't no way, cause you are the champion And I know, and I know, and I know You're one in a million Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah You're the key to my kingdom And I know, and I know, and I know Love is unbeaten You're my number one Sometimes I get a feeling away. I know it makes you crazy Cause I, I have a love history And you're so patient with me You came in all in down the right Fucked around and changed my life I'm in love I can't deny it Boom boom Your love knocked me out Boom boom Don't know what we about Boom boom Boy you so wild Boom boom Clap Boom clap Oh Boy, let me down, boom, boom. They got me out, boom, boom. Your love knocked me out, boom, boom. Like, hey, you are the champion. And I know, and I know, and I know. You're one in a million. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the key to my kingdom. And I know, and I know, and I know. Your love is unbeaten. I want you to be my number one. No way. 
tuning. Yesterday was rough and I woke up needing a mood change. Solar space the sun and then at night we'll do a moon dance. See, I got the blueprints. They just got a few twists. I could take you there, but first we might just need a few drinks. Probably be crazy not to go ahead and lose pace. By the time it's over, they'll be zipping yeah. on a cool end. Feeling it's a new day, new dawn, new horizon, sun shining. They've been trying to find me. I was stuck out on that island, but I started smoking signals with my people in the shaman. Walking on the clouds, looking for the silver lining. I just wanna fast forward. Yesterday was rotten. Today is gonna be all mine. The mother vibes forgotten. We'll just keep on rocking, 'cause ain't no other option when you roll with kings and queens. Better days are quite common. When it feels like all you had was yesterday. And we are back here on the Doc G Show, and I sincerely apologize right now. I screwed up the countdown. I looked it up after the break. I forgot Ulysses S. Grant, obviously commander of the Union armies, our our 18th president. I feel like an a complete dude. So stupid, dude. You're fired. Nonetheless. You heard the Common Kings, and they were not horrible. They were fantastic, and we are going to have them on the show here in just a few minutes. Right here on Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Justin. Hmm. Check out the podcast. It's free. Listen to it. Love it. Sweet. Dave. Check out the website, www.thedocgshow.com. That's right. But by, by the way, uh, almost 100 uh, five stars. 105 stars. And I swear, really? I swear, if anybody does another two star, Girl, come on. I will cry. And that's all you will hear on the podcast yes. for an hour and a half straight is me sobbing yes. softly. <laughs> and you do not want that. Nope. You do not want nope. it. Uh, it's, a he's an ugly, ugly crier. <laughs> so true. Anyways, guys, are you ready? It's time oh, for the man. second birthday suit. Oh. All right. All right. Born April 17th, 1974 in Essex, United Kingdom. Essex? 
From a young age, our birthday suit wearer wanted to perform. She saw the musical Fame in 1980 and told her parents she wanted a career in the spotlight. Mm. In 94, she hit it big when she auditioned and was accepted into a group known as the Spice Girls. She was known as Posh Spice. In 1997, she started dating David Beckham. Oh, it's Victoria Beckham, dude. That oh, is correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The other ones, Mel B. Who's the blonde one? Uh, Baby Spice. I don't remember her actual name. Yeah, I don't know any of the Spice Girls. Nope. Yeah. I just know Mel B. and Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. Married in 1999, and I'm gonna. No offense. No offense to Victoria Beckham. Nope. But she she married up. Yes. Her, her her husband is much her. more attractive than she is. So true. No he's offense hot. to her. He he's is a, hot. He's hot. <laughs> he is man candy. It is for sure. They have four children, and he is a sexy man. Yeah. And she should enjoy her birthday. She is forty five. The big four yeah, five. Happy birthday. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, guys, it's time. Shout out. Where are we going with oh. it, dog? First off, very excited to include this one. Louisville, Kentucky. Yes. Oh. A lot of listens from the from the bluegrass state. Thank you guys. Okay. We appreciate it. Also, from the capital furniture capital of the the country, High Point, North Carolina. Yes. Is that really it? How do you know that? <laughs> they do a lot of furniture there. I grew up near that area. Yes. Okay, yes. Okay. That's okay. Take your word for it. Shout out to them. Yes. Shout out to them, the, the Tri-City area. Imperia, Italy. Imperia, wow. Italy. Oh, sure. Grazie. Grazie. Macha buona. Yes. Something, dude. Something like that. I like it. Rigatoni. Um, you love it. Pesto. Palm Coast, Florida. Garlic bread. Palm, Palm Coast. Coast, Florida. Okay. Yeah. That's a little little close to us, dude. Right down the way, man. Right down the way. Is that like uh, an hour drive? I think so. A little more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now I don't know. I don't know if this is Daly or Daly. Daly City, Daly City in in California. I don't know. Let us know. Daly City to. sounds right, like Carson Daly. I don't mm. know. It's D A L Y. I don't know. Dude, Carson Daly, I think is spelled just it's spelled like the that. same yeah. way. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Daly, Daly City, Daly City. It is. Hit us up if we're wrong. Uh, I gotta give them a shout. <laughs> Hit us up. I got I gotta I gotta give these guys a shout out because apparently there's one listener from this area because they listen every week. They're dedicated. Leduc Canada. Give it up Hello. for that person. Shout out to y'all. Shout yes. Oh Canada. Yes. Thank Our you, home Justin. And land. Boom. Not Boom. my home and native land, but yours. The, listener. the Ladukester. Yes! That's what I hope they call yeah. themselves, the Ladukesters. I hope so. That has to be. Yeah, it's, you have it to only that. makes sense. So Sounds true. right. Uh, Santa Cruz, California. Yes, indeed. All right, going up the coast. Shout and out. lastly, Irving, Texas. Shout okay. out. Mm. Howdy. Shout out. All right, guys. We thank you for the listens. We are moving on once again. Guys, we all know what happened when I came up with the uh, segment, Why Weddings Suck. That's a fact. We had to come up and balance with the segment, uh, Things That Don't Suck. And yeah, Justin, super hot fire. I know what you're thinking, Justin. We had one last week. So true. But I've got to be honest. It seems like there's a lot of things that suck in the world. And I feel like I gotta balance those out. Yes! 
So we've got we've got a few we got to highlight a few things that don't suck. So I'm here to highlight another thing that doesn't suck in the segment things that don't suck. Things that don't suck. Thing of Paul Rudd and whatever the doc wants to say now. What do we got? Dave, uh, Huntington, West Virginia had a problem in 2008. Say what? Huntington, West Virginia. Yeah, they were called out by the CDC. You know what they were called out for the CDC by? About? No. E. coli. They they were the fattest city in the country. Jeez. Oh, dang. Yeah. 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 Their obesity levels were at 45.5%. That's right. Hmm. Pretty much half the whole city. Exactly. Flip a coin, they're obese. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Now, I'm here to tell you that since that time, in 11 years, they went from 45.5% to 32.6%. Oh, shout out to them. Give them a round of applause. That is right. Getting healthier. Getting healthier, baby. Keep in mind, too, all the while that was happening, West Virginia's total obesity rate was increasing and is the highest in the nation. Yet theirs theirs has gone down 12.9%. 12.9%. Here's a little what they have done, fellas. Since the city uh, was was given this title, they've opened stores like Wild Ramp. Wild Ramp is a consignment store that only mm-hmm. gives fresh produce, dairy, and meat products from local farmers, and then they give back the money to the farmers for the for the goods. Right? They have wow. returned over 1.2 million dollars back to local farmers, obviously while giving fresh from scratch. Meal starters right there. Very nice. Yay, yay. Dang, that's awesome. On top of that, Rhonda McCoy. Shout out to Rhonda McCoy. Shout out. Um, nice shout out to you, Rhonda. Rhonda, big Rhonda. She's small Rhonda now because of the uh, obesity levels. Yeah. Small Rhonda. Thin Rhonda. Thin, sexy Rhonda. Oh, is, yeah. uh, she's the school system's food service director. She remade the whole menu. She retained all the cooks and retrained them, and now over 80% of the food served at Huntington schools made from scratch healthy foods. That's yeah, right. That's what we like to hear. Meets all national guidelines. In fact, I'd love e- to eat there. Even though the country has rolled back and made it easier for schools to comply with crappy food, she still goes by the old guidelines, the harder guidelines, and they meet them. That's right. Shout out to you, Rhonda. Shout out. On top of that, the city has also started several distance runs, some runs for funds. That's right. Runs for funds, dude. I don't think anyone agrees to that, but Just for funsies. Just for funsies. Um, And they've built dozens of bike trails. That's right. That's right. I do love me a good bike trail. Yeah, who doesn't? That's right. Gail Patton, one of the ladies that started up that store, Wild Ramp, she said, uh, we aren't the healthiest city yet. That's right. But we are moving in the right direction. And we are moving in that direction as a result of intentional actions by an army of people, businesses, local government, and institution who want to see things improve. Yes. I'm inspired. I'm yes, inspired. Gail. I love to hear that, man. 
I like From it. Gail I, the whale to Gail the huh? sexy, sexy lady. Gale. The rail because rails can be thin, uh, skinny. Wait, I don't know. Just try to stop it. You uh, have derailed. You have Gail, derailed. Gail the scale. No. Girl, come on. Gail is sexy. End of story. So true. <laughs> Uh, these are things that don't suck, gentlemen. Hats off to Huntington, oh. West Virginia. Moving Jeez. in the right direction. I love it because I honestly thought that was like pretty much impossible. Yes. Like, I mean, I'm a professor of exercise science, and I thought that was impossible. I was like, yeah, yes. cities aren't going to do that. Nope. That's not going to happen. Means one in eight lost their obesity. That's right, man. So sick, man. That's so right. Sick. Yeah. Hats off. If they can do it, we can do it. Anybody can do it. I'm trying get to it. figure out a rhyme. Uh, don't. Um, guys, are you ready? Quote of the day. Oh, yes. David, pick it, David. Oh, thank you, sir. So we've got, Dave, we've got Johnny Carson. We've got mm -hmm. Norm MacDonald. And now mm -hmm. new on the list, Dave Chappelle. Oh, that's a good one. I just watched his uh, two specials. Oh, on that. yeah. He'll I be, feel like... He'll be back on for sure. I've got plenty from him. I actually choose yeah. one of his lesser-known ones. So, anyways. Well, I feel like Carson's been up there a while, so let's let's get him off. Word. Here we go. Here we go. Johnny Carson. Mm, quote, Never use a big word when a little filthy one will do. End quote. Yes, true, Johnny true. Carson. Yes. <laughs> Yes, you nailed it, buddy. I agree I wholeheartedly. That. Quote, never use a big word when a little filthy one will do. I agree wholeheartedly. Amen, yes. Johnny Carson. That is f right. Yeah. Hey. Oh, we're going to have to bleep that out. No, no way. <laughs> if no, we no if, way. If we didn't, we'd be off of Apple. We'd be off the radio. Everything would be <laughs> off real quick. So true. Nonetheless, guys, next week we will well, still. in that case. Yeah. yeah, there you go. We'll still have Norm <laughs> McDonald me. and Dave Chappelle on the list for next week. But we will be right back with none other than Uncle Lou, Mata, and Big Rome from Common Kings. Keep it here. Hey, what's up? This Rock Montana. This Mucho Yellow. And this Rock and Yellow. And you're listening to Dot G Show from 803 to 904, the best show on the radio. You dig? Welcome back to the Doc G Show. Today, we are joined by the members of a fantastic band, yes! Common Kings, uh, who were just, just down in Florida a week ago. Yeah, and they're, they're coming back. If you want to check them out, they're coming back. Orlando Vacation with Dirty Heads, May 11th. Sweet. We've got Jerome and Uncle Lou. How's it going, guys? Hmm. Oh, it's going great. Yo. Everything is going doing great, good. doing great. Awesome, awesome. Yes. Well, so I'll start with you, Uncle Lou. Uh, you guys started this uh, past week. You did the Reggae Rise Up Festival in St. Pete. Uh, How did everything turn out at the festival? How was the crowd, the Florida vibe? Hmm. Oh, man. They, Florida always shows us insane amount of love uh, every time we come through, and uh, Reggae Rise Up was no different. In fact, uh, it, it definitely was a highlight, you know, of this year so far. Very nice. Um, the crowd was amazing. The crowd was amazing. Very nice. Very nice. Who who else was there besides you guys? Hmm. Um, they had oh shoot, 
stick figure closed the night. Nice. Yes. Uh, they they had a band. Revolution. Revolution. Oh, the whole there, Pepper. Nice. Uh, finger. Sticky finger, yeah. Man. That's... I didn't get to see them. I really wanted to see them because they're from Australia. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's that's a good show. That's a good show. St. Pete got shown a very good festival right there. That's but it right. seems Oh, yeah. Big time. It seems like you guys have been consistently playing these huge concerts now. I mean, like, real real good shows. I mean, sold-out shows. The Zerb- Observatory in San Diego, Red Rock Amphitheater, One Love Cali Fest. I mean, the, the 24 Magic uh, concert in Hawaii. Yes! But, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, when you go back... It wasn't always like that, you know. When you look back at your career, obviously you had to uh, build up to that. And now it's been about eight years ago, right, that you guys quit your day job and went all in to music, right? Hmm. Yep. Now, now when you made that decision to say, uh, you know, we're going to... Amata just joined us. Oh, another (laughs) member of... uh, of the Common Kings on Mata, how's it going, man? Hmm. Good, brother. How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. We just started the uh, we just started the interview. We're talking right now about when you guys decided to, uh, you know, turn in the day jobs and go all into music. And I was looking for sort of how did you guys come to that decision? What tilted the tables to say, you know what? It's time to give to give music our all. Hmm. Oh gosh, a lot of a lot of prayer. A lot of prayer. <laughs> <laughs> Say what? Well, I think we had we knew we had a good thing coming. You know, we had a good following out of the college scene in Southern California. Yeah. Um. And and a lot of our our peers and and we had a good fan base. We knew that we had something good. And you know, our honorable member Totua Reed, he's our, our brother first. He's our manager now. We just say, hey man, let's just jump both feet in and, yeah. and see what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, we've been blessed to be able to do what we love. You know, now for the last eight years now. Now I'm not sure about the rest of the band, but Lou, I know you. Uh, your your two sons were already born, right? At that that time when you decided to go. Yeah, and, they were. And did that did that add extra pressure as far as like okay I got this he family. did his homework oh yeah yeah it wasn't easy I mean they 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 grew up you know def- they definitely grew up during the uh, the thinner parts of uh, of Common Kings and uh, you know they uh, they stuck it out they were troopers my wife as well um, and uh, you know now things are you know things are turning the corner. Yeah, and so they they understand, you know, the, they they understand the the sacrifice that you have to make in order, you know, in order to uh, to pursue your dreams, you know. Yeah. So, so turning that corner, you know, in 2014, you guys had some shows with Justin Timberlake. I think that's pretty well. Everybody points back to those shows. Whenever I'm looking at interviews with you guys, it's always asking uh, asking about JT. Uh, but, but but you guys seem like you did. You really enjoyed those shows. I mean, how how much did you learn working with Justin Timberlake? Did you what, what did you take away from those shows? Hmm. Uh, humility. Justin is yeah. like one of the most humble humble artists, superstars. 
that we've had the privilege of meeting. Yeah. And and for us, I think, you know, obviously you expect the production, you expect the the lights and everything, and I mean, you know, all of those things you expect. Um, but I'm sure you've heard, you know, in your in your interviews, I'm sure you've heard, you know, horror stories of <laughs> of uh, a list artists that you know are just downright rude and oh mean yeah and you I've, know very I've, self-centered and i've met a couple yeah. of those yeah yeah <laughs> and that's not justin is not that guy justin nope. um i mean humility and humbleness and all of that is is just that's that's who he is he seems like the guy that you grew up with you know next door playing ball and pool and drinking beers with nice uh, that's how he treated us you know we were nobodies we only had you know one song out um, we had a decent following in Australia. He took us on, and uh, I mean, he treated us like we were part of the family. And so, we don't we don't ever forget those kind of you know those kind of things. That's awesome. That is. Uh, did anyone in the band have a dance off with Justin at any point in time? Was there ever a dance off? <laughs> hmm. I feel like you really did your homework, buddy. Monta <laughs> yeah. did one time uh, challenge. Uh, Justin Timberlake to a basketball game. Oh, oh, Mata, did you win? It was more of the it was more of the alcohol talking. Apparently, <laughs> um, <laughs> we uh, I don't remember, but apparently I pawned <laughs> off all our podiums, like my five against his five, and I heard he was a scratch golfer, and I like to golf too, so. And then I thought he said, yeah, I'll put 10 on it. And I thought he said $10. He meant $10. He meant $10,000. Oh, Jesus. I was totally out of my, my price range. You're yeah, I'm glad you forgot about that, too. <laughs> did, you, did, yeah. you, did you ask? You were like, hey, can I put down 10 and you put 10000 And that'll be like an even bet for us? Because I think that's that's yeah. even, right? You no, know, I didn't think of it like that. <laughs> that's about 101 odd. No, he said, Justin said, Justin said 10. And Monta goes, deal and Mata thought he, he meant ten dollars <laughs> and uh you know obviously justin uh, ten thousand i mean would, ten dollars at the time like you were saying though at the time i mean ten dollars for Mata was probably about equal to what justin was making all over all of his tours <laughs> so, I mean, oh yeah, yeah that's true so true <laughs> even out exactly I, th- I think that's pretty that's pretty fair but uh, yeah, he seemed uh, confident about his game, so if he's that confident. Wait, what? So, so you, so you still haven't played him yet? Hmm. Yeah, yeah he's no, hopefully he doesn't hear it. And, <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I, I got a feeling. Yes, it's listening. <laughs> I would like to think that Justin Timberlake listens to my show, but I got a feeling he doesn't. Nope. I just got a feeling he's probably. So we're not. safe. You're safer I, I, right now. I think you're safe. Yeah. You can talk all the junk about Justin Timberlake's game you want to. Sweet. Uh, I hope he Yeah. I, I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> well, you know, I got to ask because it seems like obviously you had a great time on those shows. Did those. I, it looks when I look at the Justin Timberlake shows and I look at the uh, show in Hawaii with Bruno Mars. Were there any of those shows with Justin Timberlake that that beat how special that that show was in Hawaii? Because I mean, just by the pictures, it looked like that was like a uh, you know uh, a pivotal moment in your guy's career. Uh, that that Twenty Four Magic concert. 
Um, I would say no. Yeah. Because it's it's not you can't compare the two because we're we were playing in front of our home crowd in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. And fans who have never seen us live, um, you know, they I don't know if you've been to Hawaii. No, but I they they our our music is you know is overly saturated on the radio waves. I mean they they play us all the time. Yeah, and um, so people in you know the islands of Hawaii have heard us. They they know who we are. Yeah, um, and uh, you know I think some of them who have never seen us before. I would say a good portion of them never seen us perform live. They still know our songs. Yeah, and so performing in front of them not. That was an experience I don't think we've, you know, experienced before that. Well, it it looked like, I mean, it looked like this, uh, a magic, mo- just from the pictures, it looked like, a ma- and knowing where you guys came from, obviously, it looked like, you know, that was, that was it. That was the, that was a, that was a mountain point right there. Yes! Um, you, you know, Doc G, I've been wanting to share this story, because I, I never really got to share a story about that situation yeah. growing up to um, an interview yet. But I grew up, you know, we all have ties in Hawaii, but I grew up in, in Honolulu actually for about 10 years almost, and then I moved to California. Mm-hmm. And then for about five years of, of my life, when I was about 13, um, about nine to 13, we re, we went, we worked at the Swami. My, my family and I grew up, everyone knew, and we had like uh, two stalls and we sell cassette tapes and CDs. Mm-hmm. And that was like our side hustle for the family. You know, we didn't come from a lot. But it was always enough to put food on the table and pay for our school. My mom and dad hustled to do that. So, and the swap meet is, is surrounded around the Lowell Stadium. So yeah. we always grew up like wishing one day that we'd perform in the Lowell Stadium because it always worked out in the swap meet. And yeah. that was kind of like a, a homecoming, just seeing fruition coming from, you know, looking at it from the outside and finally got to experience, experience it from the inside. That was really cool for me. Yeah. Personally, just seeing that. Yeah, it's that was really, yeah. Full circle. It's the best swap meet on the island, too, by the way. <laughs> it is, man. All what? right. Okay. I got, I got to mark it down. That's the first thing. First thing, get to Hawaii, go to the swap meet. Got it. Yes! Got it. I'm yep. headed there next. Don't ever buy anything you can keep. Get all your get so all your like, chocolates and all your island uh, tourist sure, stuff sure. there. Well, well, so speaking of that, I was actually scrolling through uh, all the members of the band's Instagrams leading up to this, and I noticed on Mata's, you put up a throwback picture uh, just, uh, I think it's a couple weeks ago, of the whole band... And then, along with the band, Jason Momoa was in the middle of the group. Hmm. Did, did, did Aquaman used to be part of the Common Kings? What, what happened you know, He there? always wanted to be in the band. He always wanted to be in the band. But, you know, I mean, even Rock wanted to be part of Wait, the band. Those guys, you know, just stick to acting. And, you know, one, one wanted to be a, 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 a fish, fish band, and the other one... Wanted to be a, a the, the multi-billionaire freaking <laughs> Showtime entertainer, the biggest actor. But no, yeah, those are all friends. You know, the, the Polynesian community is a small community. Yeah, There's yeah. not too many of us. So wh- when we do see each other growing up, doing the same hustle, the same grind, and coming up in this entertainment business, we all kind of like, you know, it's a sense of camaraderie amongst us. And so, yeah, we've known Jason. That was his 30th birthday. That was our throwback. And then um, just, you know, reminiscing before he was Aquaman, he was just a little fish boy. <laughs> but he's still the homies, man. Very proud of him. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was in the middle. He never made the cut. We had auditions. He didn't make the cut. <laughs> I mean, I think I think he would be a good guy to like throw some gear towards now, though. He seems to be slightly famous nowadays. Like, I mean, tell him, <laughs> yeah, yeah. tell him on his next, you know, Game of Thrones uh, uh, interview to throw on a Common King shirt and be like, hey, you know, some- <laughs> yeah. Support the band. I think we have to cut it up or cut the sleeves off or something. (laughs) He doesn't seem to like clothes. Girl, come on! Yeah. I I have this old hippie vintage look. I have noticed that the ladies seem to go a little crazy for him these days. They seem. I know, man. They seem to be a big fan of his. I don't know. My Uh, my long hair and beard. I have no idea why. My my long hair and beard just give off a a homeless vibe, and for some reason his gives off a sexy vibe. I don't know what. What the problem is? I, I guess it's. I mean, the, Ivan Uncle Louie has the same thing. He has long hair and beard. Why doesn't he get the same? That's thing? true. Yeah. Right. And I he's know. and he's got the Polynesian roots too. I thought for a second maybe that Hello. was that was the problem. It was I didn't have the Polynesian Hello. roots. But that's not it apparently. Nope. Huh? <laughs> it's weird. Uh, I have to look into that a little weird. more. Uh, yeah, but we were, you, you were talking. I mean, obviously, the whole band has Polynesian roots, and that's where the name came from. Which, by the way, I think <laughs> I think that's an awesome concept of name. First of all, I think it's a great name, and yeah. then the the way that you came up with it, uh, since it has meaning, m- makes it so much cooler. Love the name. Yeah. Um, but uh, I heard you guys mention how the Polynesian background goes well with the reggae that you play. Uh, even though, you know, that's not really the originality of where reggae came from. Nope. Do you think right. the the Polynesian background gives it another layer that, you know, takes it to a different place that your your, your traditional reggae uh, was at? Yeah, I definitely think so. You know, because uh, our personalities, if you've ever been to the South Pacific in general, uh, everybody's happy. And laughing all the time, joking all the time. Um, And so, you know, our our music has been kind of like uh, coined like feel good music. Yeah. Uh, Or I'm starting to see this like sunshine reggae. Yeah. So that's kind of started to creep up a little bit, but that's that's essentially what you know what it is. We you know talk about things that feel good. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Sunshine reggae. (laughs) I like it. I like that. That that makes me that makes me want to do sunshine reggae as well. That's yeah. a good that's a good term. <laughs> well, I, I saw I saw the band discussing uh, influences, and you you guys were talking your background, and you all had a lot of diverse influences as far as the band. And I started <clears throat> wondering because you know I heard all these different. I heard funk bands, and I heard. I heard jazz and I heard just straight classic rock and then I, I heard, you know, 311 and it was and I sort of wondered, did you guys was it already when you started playing together, was it predetermined that you were going to play this this genre, this you know, brand of reggae, or was it just sort of you gravitated uh, gravitated towards that and then we're like, Yeah, this is this is what we should do. Um <laughs> No, not at all. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Reggae was such a big part, of, like you're talking about in our community. Yeah, community as a Polynesian people, it was just always there. Yeah, so we never really had to force it. 
And I think that's why all of us individually, we gravitated towards different types of genres of music. And I mean, we were all four of us had come from four different backgrounds, but all of our families come from musical families and we grew up in the church, playing in church as well. But I think um, once Tua came in, our manager and our fifth member just kind of like, yo, how about we hone in on this market that's right there, you know, with the, the, the reggae vibe and just kind of influence, uh, fuse that type of sound with what we already have. Yeah. So just, you know, because there's so many reggae bands out there, but it really helped kind of lock in and tie in a sense of direction with the kind of music the Common Kings yeah. provided. And it all worked out. Nice. Uh, That's awesome. Uh, I've seen, again, a lot of times you guys, when you bring up, uh, you know, your Polynesian culture, uh, you guys say, you know, there's, there's two things that, that you guys focus on. It's food and it's music. Word. And, uh, <laughs> and... I, I it's it's weird, but all my guests on on the show, I always ask them where their favorite places to eat are in their hometown. Yes! And thanks to my guests, I've got I've got places in Oklahoma, Idaho, Maine, Newfoundland. I got everywhere. I've got all these places that I need to, and I need to know from you guys what you would consider your your best place to eat. If I'm coming to Orange County, where where would I need to go as far as eating? And I don't I don't care the genre. You can choose any type of food. Yes! But where would you say if I need to get something to eat that I I should go? Hmm. You know that's the best question anyone's ever asked us in an interview. <laughs> going for hours. How much how much time do you have, Doc? Do we, All do we day. break it down by zip codes or? Uh... <laughs> yeah. How do you want to do this? You want to start alphabetically? Well, let's 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 go. Just think of. We'll go with. Um, mm, let's say. Let's say top. Like sweets. Do we want to start like first entree? Wow. Cocktail. <laughs> like, well, just. Well, let's go with let's let's go with the universal In and Out Burger. Okay. Burger. Right. Just indicative of Southern California. Of course. <laughs> in and Out of- Burgers. And uh, you yeah, know, that's just a staple. We pride ourselves in that. Okay. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Now, is there a place in in Southern California that you would consider for Polynesian food? Hmm. Oh, No, I was going to. you know what, bro? Uh, that's, that's a hard one, man. Because you know, we our families cook the best Polynesian. Ah, food. yeah. Yes. Okay. Absolutely, and I wouldn't. They don't I sell it, and I'm, we're so picky that anybody that tries to cook Polynesian food, you know, we're we're complete snobs. <laughs> our our families, you know, hands down, cook the best. We feel you know? that so that makes that sense. Let me add, let me add on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, when Ivan says we're so picky, we're just so picky with Polynesian food. Yeah, we're not picky at all with other food. We <laughs> eat it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks for the clarification, there, Mark. Well, well thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, thank you. How, how about uh, how about Mexican food? Because I've been to a, some some pretty good places in, in California. What, what would be the best? Can you think off the top of your head? Best I love Al- uh, Albertos. Okay, there's a lot of little hole in the walls. Albertos and Alertos is good. Um, yeah, but nothing that's franchised. Not nope. like Chipotle is just convenient. I love Chipotle. But, oh yeah, like yeah. I, I would, Chronic Tacos is good too. Okay. But there's some spots that are holding the walls in Santa Ana. 
um, you know, Little Saigon in, in Westminster, we have a lot of good Asian food, like Vietnamese pho. We got some good pho out here. Okay, okay. I've got I've got uh, Chronic Tacos. I've got Alberto's. I've got Little Saigon. Okay, all right. Yep, yep. And, and, and Jen's Korean barbecue. Jen's. Like, yeah. Okay. That is really good. Okay. All right. I've got my list. I've bulked it up. It's going on my map of places to eat. Yeah. All right. All right. So, in and out. In and out at the top, though. Of course. Of course. Animal style all the way. I've got it. I've yeah. got it. There you go. Uh, now, speaking of Cali topics, I noticed on uh, on Twitter, uh, Lou, you put a lot recently on on Nipsey Hussle uh, and and uh, and the murder of Nipsey Hussle. Uh, it seems like Nipsey really struck a chord with musicians and with California and and really the the, the world. You know, uh, why why do you think Nipsey meant so much? Hmm. I'll be honest, and you know, I I just recently started listening to Nipsey. I wasn't, I you know, I'm kind of in a in a bubble yeah. um, with with music over the last like eight years, just focusing on what you know what we have to do. Yeah. Um, but I think what really struck me was, um, and I think what is resonating with everybody else nationwide is his uh, community outreach and his, his giving back to his you know his neighborhood yeah um and you know it was something that that everybody you know everybody knew and he's able to you know to bring rival gangs together to you know to mourn his passing it it, it means a lot because in southern california there's you know there are there are neighborhoods that are torn uh by violence and um and and you know and to have somebody like you know like Nipsey, who everybody respected not only as an artist but uh, as a community leader and the things that he was trying to teach or the things that he was teaching yeah uh, and then the other thing that that really like resonated with me was his you know he was doing a documentary mm-hmm. on Dr. Sebi mm-hmm. um, and uh, um, you know. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Nope. Slightly, maybe a little bit, but <laughs> you know, things like things like that. Health is, is, is health is empowering. Yeah. You know, for for people, uh, especially if you're if you're not educated and you don't have you know the best doctors, the next best thing is is health education. Yeah. And you don't you know being able to to, to take care of yourself um, and not have to you know not have to you know pay out your pills and things like that and uh it's it it empowers you yeah and it it gives you a step up above everybody else who's you know addicted to pills to get through their day and so it's i don't know i just felt like you know to me it resonated um and his music also you know i started listening to it so i can't say that i'm a you know day one nipsey hustle fan but I definitely am a fan uh, of him now, just because of his his outreach. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it seemed like he made a, a, a huge impact in in uh, Southern California, and just sort of. And it's like you said, you you could see his growth through his his career. As far as okay, it's not just about music anymore. It's not just about oh. rap. I've got I've got this position, and I've I've got a voice. I might as well voice it. Exactly. Um, that's what you're supposed to do, you know, when when you've been given a platform like that. Yeah. 
Definitely, definitely. Well, last, a little bit lighter Cali topic. I've seen you guys, well, maybe lighter. I've seen you guys talk basketball before, uh, and it seems like you all are pretty big into basketball. Uh, Are the Lakers your team? Hmm. (laughs) That's Jerome and Die Hard. Okay. Die Hard. Okay. The wheels fall off. Okay, okay. So I got to ask you then. What, what's, Where what's, are you going with this, Doc? What, what, Wait, what? What's the answer for 2019? As, as the coach-slash-general manager, what do you need to do? Hmm. Uh, we just got to kick off. We got to start from square one and um, leave the greatest player currently on there and just got to build around it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just use all the money that we've saved up mm-hmm. but it's we got some young kids a lot of young kids but it's just like we got to keep and just basically cut the fat okay. we got to cut the fat out so we can move forward he's only got you know we only got a few more years with LBJ yeah. you know I'm not an LBJ fan I've been, I've been a, I know Michael Jordan is dope so and I know true. Kobe is the greatest Laker out there that, that played the game but yeah. it's just we have him now this is where we're at we only got four years with him and he's, that's not a lot. So we got to make moves if we want to get another championship and get back to tradition and legacy the Lakers left. I, I I appreciate the outlook. That's a very good. That's a good outlook. Were you were you for the uh, Anthony Davis uh, trade? Were, did you want that to happen? Hmm. I wanted to sell the whole house, <laughs> sell the whole farm for that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I will uh, let. <laughs> Andy Frasco, who's been on the show, is, uh, I don't know, he he may be the biggest Laker fan I've ever met. I'll let him, I'll let him know your thoughts. He is a huge Laker fan, and I know he's been, he's been <laughs> inundated with, uh, with comments from all of his listeners about how, uh, how they didn't perform like they were supposed to this year. So I wanted to see your thoughts on the Lakers. So now, okay, I got him, okay. We're moving forward. Awesome. To, yeah, tell them we can talk anytime. We can talk. We're moving forward to 2019. It's all positive. I like it. I like it. Uh, so let's talk real quick about the uh, the music. Obviously, you guys put out one day EP near the end of 2018. Awesome EP. Every song on there is great. If listeners right now haven't checked it out. You can go to commonkings.com and get the special edition vinyl, which I just did. It's got all your faces on it. Really like it. That's good stuff. It's gonna go. Oh, nice. It's gonna go up here in the studio. I'm very excited about it. Um, this was the first project after getting nominated uh, for a Grammy on Lost in Paradise. Uh, getting that nomination did that fuel this project even more? Was that like you know? I mean, did that just add fire and inspiration to this album? Um, Absolutely. Well, and I noticed on this album, you guys really hadn't had features on the other on the other uh, projects that you've had. But on this uh, this EP, you've got Stephen Marley, you've got Modest Yahoo, you've got Mayday. You have some real heavy hitters on the album. Uh, was there a conscious effort of the group that you guys said we need to get some features, or did it just kind of happen from performances that you've already had? Hmm. I do appreciate uh, you that you do your homework, Doc. <laughs> I very do. Um, no, it's good. We, we, we jump in a lot of interviews, and it's always the ones that, you know, really know the backstory, that, that does the research, that resonates. Yes! But, yeah, it, everything was conscious. Everything was a, was a strategy. Everything was a plan. And that was a plan. You know, we wanted to save it um, leading into it. 
and it worked out great. You know, people noticed that. You know, even with Cat Dolly or Champion, it was just, just a good vibe, and a, a different type of approach with that album. A little tougher, you know. Just yeah. To try to show the growth of how the Comic Kings have evolved. Yeah. From you know the early EPs, of, you know of um, you know the uh, hits and misses and. Um, Summer anthems growing into Lost in Paradise and the growth from there into one day um, EP. So definitely was uh, everything was strategic. Very nice, very nice. Well, now I don't I don't want to jump too far forward, but have you guys started working on any new music since then? Hmm. Oh yeah, we're right in the thick of it right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, so is there any sight of of when it could be coming out? Hmm. Um, we're shooting for before the, uh, we're shooting for a single before the Sublime Tour, and then, uh, possibly dropping either an EP or an album halfway through. Sweet. Very nice. Very nice. Well, you guys, like I mentioned at the start of the interview, you guys have all kinds of shows coming up, including several shows here in Florida. You've got the Orlando Vacation with Dirty Heads on May 11th. Then you're back in Florida for four shows in a row from July 23rd to 26th with two shows at the St. Augustine Amphitheater. So for the listeners out there, you've got plenty of opportunities to see Common Kings uh, real soon. And I want to thank thank you guys for coming on the show so much. It has been a pleasure. Oh, thank you very much, man. Thank you for having us. Yes. Oh, uh, man, thank you for having us and taking the time, man. We're excited. Appreciate it. Can't, can you make sure you come to one of the shows, yeah? Oh. Hopefully we'll see you at the shows, yeah. I'm definitely, I, I told I told Uncle Lou before you got on, I'm coming either to the St. Augustine Amphitheater show. Uh, I'm going to try to make it to the Orlando uh, vacation, though. That's definitely going to be a good one. Yes! Uh, listeners yes. out there, make sure to check them out on their website, www.com commonkings.com or instagram or twitter at common kings right now let's hear one day by common kings here on the doc g show Full of bitch, I never seen that. All the way, full of sin, 
see My life's a green light that's pedal all day I win, win, win I win, win, win I win, win, win All day I win, win, win I win, win, win I win, win, win All day I win, win, win I win, win, win I win, win, win All day I win, win, win I win, win, win I win, win, win the doc g show you just heard one day from our guest of honor common kings can't thank him enough for being on the show fantastic yeah, shout out to them sweet guests shout out to all of them uncle lou junior king mata big rome all of yes. them doing big things i love them hopefully i get down there to see them when they play this summer i can't wait it's gonna be good my goodness, so exciting! I told you guys, pumped. It was coming. <laughs> yes. I told I you, it's gonna be good, guys. But we got we got great shows coming. I'm gonna run down on them after this birthday suit. Say what? Okay, I think uh, Justin may be able to get it off of this name, but we'll see. Hmm. Uh, born on April 17th, 1970, as Reginald Noble. In New York, no, Newark, no, no, no. Newark, New Jersey. Made it to college at the age of 16, but he was also expelled that same year. Wait, what? And had to move back in with his mom. His mom kicked him out for selling cocaine out of their house. So Holy our, sh- So our birthday suit wearer started rapping. He went by the name DJ Cut Killer. Uh, our birthday suit wear <laughs> was discovered by Eric Sermon. Yes! It was on tour with Eric Sermon where he went on stage and freestyled a rap where he described himself as a rapper using every letter in the alphabet. This is ultimately what got, what got him signed. Hmm. He put out several albums, perhaps the, perhaps the most popular being 1996 Muddy Waters. He then put out a... Oh, it's, uh, is this Redman? Redman! I only know from the, from the album, The Old Man. The Muddy Waters. on that. Yes. Yeah, I thought maybe you'd get it from the Muddy Reginald Waters. Noble because... No, I didn't know that was his name. Well, uh, so any fan out there that is a fan of our, sh- our show and a fan of the Jalen and Jacoby podcast, yes! they bring up Reginald Noble all the time because Reggie Noble is... Uh, Jacoby's favorite rapper, surprisingly. 
Uh, not su- mm. not surprisingly, I'm not downplaying Redman at all, but that is his favorite rapper. So yes. Wait, what? Yes. Why so? Why surprisingly? <laughs> well, yeah. Tell I, us sa- I now. said I said surprisingly. He like didn't describe it at all. Well, you know, <laughs> there's usually the the hipsters that have to be like a, a lyricist, and they're like, I'm not gonna go for Redman. I'm gonna go for like you know, I don't know, Nas. Nas. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that's why I said surprisingly. I'm not taking anything away from red man i love the you blackout. are taking everything away from him nope. i love the blackout album uh with method man and his cribs on mtv was one of my Dude, favorites it's so funny it's so plain and normal <laughs> it's just I need to watch it's, it. a, it's a crappy apartment that i could live in and i'm like yes! yeah like anybody could live in but this guy's like a rapper <laughs> And he's like, here's awesome. here's my Sega Saturn, and it's just laying on the ground, and you're just like, you don't Wait, even what? you don't even have a cabinet to put it in, just sitting <laughs> there on the floor. It he looks it looks homeless. You don't even have a home for your <laughs> Nintendo systems. Anyways. Happy birthday to Redman, Big Four Nine. Happy birthday, Redman. Four Nine, about to turn fifty. Wow. Crazy, about to turn fifty. Jeez. Yeah, nuts, nuts, guys, guys. This has been an awesome show, but we've got great shows coming up. I mean, my goodness, do we have the shows? That's right. Uh, Tell them. We Tell we've em. got Josh Johnson, writer for the Daily Show. You can see him on Netflix. You can see him around the world touring. I mean, this guy is going nowhere but up. Going nowhere but up. I saw him just the other day, Jimmy Fallon, laughing at his jokes on on the Tonight Show. I mean, and we've got him. Say what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got Roger Mooking from Man Food Fire. He's going to be on the show. He's going to talk barbecue, going to talk some of his music. Mm. We're going to talk all that kind of stuff. We're going to have My Hero Zero coming on the show. Great band out of Pennsylvania, yes. which reminds me, fellas, I've, I've got an idea. Well, uh, let's hear it. I'm, I'm moving into a new studio this this summer and in the studio i've decided that i want a giant map of the united states and i want a guest from every state of the union that's what i want that's what i want that's right some people have like travel uh no no i want i want guests guests that's right guest you want a guest man and then obviously we will have you gotta pin it yeah exactly and we will have all of their suggestions as far as food and then one day, guys, we will ride to all of those suggested food destinations. Yes. Across the country. With with none other than Gloria on our hogs. That's right. You'll have to get over your fear, Dave. That um, Chronic Tacos does sound pretty good. No, yeah! I saw some pics. It looked pretty sexy. Mm. It looked pretty sexy. Um, I didn't look. I didn't look. You, you liked it? Yeah, I liked it. Now, here's here's a tough thing, though, with this. We're going to have to decide. I think we're going to have to ask the guest what they consider their hometown. Hmm. You know? Because, like, what, what do Common Kings consider their hometown? Do they consider it Orange County? Or do they consider hmm. it the the uh, Hawaii? You know? I mean, yeah, true. Or, or, like, for instance, you know, uh, Tr- Travis Meadows. He was from Mississippi, but he lives in uh, Tennessee now. Does he consider himself a Tennessee man or a Mississippi man? Hmm, like, a Tennessean. 
Yeah. Does he consider him a volunteer or does he consider himself a guy that gets his wheels stolen? We don't know. Wait, what? Um, true. <laughs> that they do get their wheels stolen. It's true. He's got to go check out the old police museum. Weird. Anyways. Wow. Racism. Back again. <laughs> it's racist. Made it back. Can't end on a bad note. It's been such a good show, full, man. Full circle closure. You did man. it. You did it. Nonetheless, guys, until next week, I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Justin, Virgin Bat, Evangelista. Tiger Woods is back. He is. You open, you close. Uh, Dave, Burles, Berlin. Until next time, friends. Yes, and like, that's my little, you know, my little Jim Nance impression. I like it. That's I a like good it. one. It's very composed. Very composed. Damn, I should have done something like that. Nah, you're not. You're not good at composed, Justin. You're good at unhinged and weird. That's what you're good at. Yes! And um, you love it. I do. That's why you're here. Yes! Uh, nonetheless, until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah.